Hello, my name is TJ and I'm one of the voices behind the Geek Sweat podcast. This is a special message regarding the next episode which is being recorded out of sequence during the coronavirus lockdown in the UK. Now, in response to the government daily briefings and general health and safety requirements for the pandemic, the Geek Sweat podcast team are practicing social distancing for this recording in an attempt to create new segments and continue sessions from our respective homes via a joint video call while we aim to minimize the risk and the spread of the infection from COVID-19. As such, we are working in the absence of our steam sound engineer, Giovanni Bastianello, aka Neo Geo. And we hope that you can bear with us and any changes in the audio quality from what you may be accustomed to earlier. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Geek Sweat Podcast. We We watch watch films films to save you hassle. It's another podcast with a filmmaking twist just for you. I am TJ and we will be bringing you hot topics in the film industry, inspiration interviews with IMDb listed filmmakers, review sweat on online series as a stream, trailer talk on upcoming feature films and cult TV perspectives on classic shows worth revisiting. Geek Sweat is available on Apple Podcasts where you can stream over 750,000 shows. Look for the lowercase white eye with two white ring halos inside the purple square and you can have access to over 20 million episodes in their library. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Geek Sweat. I'm King Dom and I am very happy to be joined today by Jamie. Hey everyone, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you Jay. And also, we are very happy and lucky to be joined by Stephen. Hello. Hey. Stephen, you are in <laughs> semi-darkness. Yeah, I, I, it's very hard in my flat to get anywhere that's kind of bright. So, it's a very, I've just bought a little lamp for my head forehead, so I can go around that one. That helps. <laughs> uh, yeah, we I might well be reduced to that later on. <laughs> You're kind of rocking the Blofeld and James Bond look at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's not a combination of light sources and um and curtains, blinds. Yeah, design. Uh, yeah, I pl- planned exactly this way though, so I'm very happy. Oh, with oh, no doubt. Yeah, we are talking today about questionable Quibi. I I cannot take the credit for that title. That was that was TJ. That was one of his singers. <laughs> questionable. Quibi. Questionable Quibi. Say that so, do we know enough. anything about Quibi, guys? Jamie, have you heard of Quibi? Do you I, Quibi? Yeah, up, up until the time you mentioned that we were going to do this podcast, I'd have to say, if I did, I clearly forgot about it. But otherwise, no. Um, so, my understanding is Quibi stands for Quick Bites, or is mm-hmm. in, you know short for Quick Bites. And, and the whole premise of it is you get kind of short, little snippets of movies and programs um, to watch throughout the day. Uh, And also another selling point was that you could change it from landscape to portrait um, seamlessly and um, it would adjust your field of view, so to speak. um, Yes, I believe they call that the turnstile feature. Does that excite you, being able to turn it from landscape to portrait? No, it you know what? It, it's it's hard to say because I think what they wanted to deliver wasn't what they delivered. Because when I was um, kind of doing my research on Quibi, they had a video where um, when you change when you had it on landscape, you had your you know usual landscape you know cinema view whatever on your mobile 
Oh, and by the way, this is a mobile only um, application. Um, so when you changed it from landscape to portrait, um, you went from a camera view, a, you know, a wide camera view to the, um, the actor's um, first person view, which I thought was neat. But then mm -hmm. I looked at kind of the programs that they were actually churning out and it's kind of like, well, a lot of those programs um, don't actually utilise that, that ability. Yes, you can change it from landscape to portrait, but all they do is crop the picture, which is not the same as changing, you know, the, the view of the audience. You know, if you go from a wide shot and then you change it to portrait and then you're looking through the eyes of the actor, that, that in itself is a pretty neat thing. Um, would it make me buy Quibi? Probably not. I'd need a little bit more than that. And looking mm. at the content that they offer, it's for me, it just looks like daytime TV trash. We, we you know will I mean? get into the content. I do know what you mean. Uh, yeah, we're going to anyway. get into the content later. I have got notes about this. I've got notes about the type of programming they're offering. And okay. you can tell me in forensic and unforgiving detail if you would be interested in watching some of these shows later on. Okay, so let's go to Stephen. Stephen, do you quibby? Yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm less honourable than both of you. I, I don't really understand it yet. So this portrait, uh, landscape portrait thing will leave because I won't understand it. <laughs> I just don't care. Um, I, uh, how far back do you want to go? Um, you know, like a portrait is square and a landscape yeah, is oblong. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you've got a phone, right? You can yeah. watch the phone vertically, yeah. portrait, or horizontally, landscape. Yeah, my phone does that anyway. But Quibi is designed that it will seamlessly go from one to the other, so you won't have a sideways image. You'll have an image that is specifically for that orientation if you tilt your phone. Okay. That's, that's with some of the dramas, you could even go from like one viewpoint to another, so they okay, film it yeah, with two cameras. Like Jamie said, that sounds interesting. Although, uh, doesn't it make you kind of the director? It's interactive in that way, yeah. Okay, and I mean, in the way that, like, you know, listening to music in stereo gives you some kind of choice. Mm, that's <laughs> well, that's what they thought in the 60s. Like, in the 60s, some record producers didn't like the idea of stereo because they said the producer should have all the choice. Oh, okay. So um, this is the same thing. Oh, yeah. Um, so so um, you're saying about the... Con uh, give some examples of what the content actually is. Oh, are we going to do that now i thought we were going to do like an overview of the whole quibbiness situation before we got into the content oh right, yeah, okay. this, yeah, all this content is slash bad so we're gonna build up to yeah, this yeah. to like try and like make a forensic picture of why quibby is falling short so actually let's do some numbers now let's do some background and numbers so quibby is this app like we've said mobile only and um, the brains behind it are Jeffrey Katzenberg, former Disney chairperson, also involved in DreamWorks. Um, when he was with Disney, he produced a lot of their biggest hits of recent years, or biggest hits of all time, in fact. Aladdin, The Little Mermaid, etc., etc. And Meg Whitman, who's possibly not a household name, but um, she's the former president of eBay. And in fact, Meg Whitman has described Quibi as the best of Silicon Valley and Hollywood put together. They've spent about $1.75 billion on this. 
mostly not of their own money. Investors include Disney and NBC. Even the BBC is involved a little bit. And the idea is to break things into bite-sized chunks. Two-hour movies in chapters, six-minute programs, seven-minute programs, maximum 10-minute programs. The target audience is 25 to 35, but with a seven-year window either way, so say 18 to 44. Millennials, in other words. So far, they've done a 90-day free trial. They wanted to have 7.4 million viewers they've currently got 1.3 million and it's still free. They've been losing viewers while it's still free. They've got less than 30% of the planned number or the projected number. So it seems to be failing to connect. So that's the situation. Would you like to hear about some of the programs? I must've misunderstood. I thought it was kind of for maybe short films, a short film kind of uh, platform, but it's not, is it? It no, it's basically it's it's basically if you took a <laughs> the Irishman, for example, <laughs> and you turned that into a mini series. That's what they're doing, but in bite sizes. Okay. So you know, if you take a full hour program, for example, or yeah. a half hour program, and then cut that up into smaller chunks. Okay. So yeah, if you cut the Irishman up into like two hundred and forty chunks, that's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. And and uh, and again, uh, uh, I'm sorry it sounds stupid, but why? Why do that? Exactly. <laughs> and exactly. And I think that's part of the problem. Um. Uh, but but as we said, like one of the other selling points was um you know changing it from landscape to portrait, and in changing from landscape to portrait, you you're in you're able to also change your point of view as well. Okay. in terms of being the audience. But the problem is, for me, is that if you look at what they've actually offered, what they've got on offer at the moment, a lot of them don't utilise that. Yes, you can still turn it from landscape to portrait, but all they're doing is they're, they're cropping the scene. That's all they're doing. So you might get a close-up, um, yeah. but the scene is cropped, um, which is different from getting a completely different point of view. Okay, so let's listen to some of the programmes that... Are you, okay. are you more... Do you feel... I was going to say, do you feel less in the dark, Stephen? You're uh, no, literally uh, in the dark, less. but are you metaphorically in the dark? Yeah, slightly less in the dark. Okay, let's listen to some of the programmes they're offering. So they've got Most Dangerous Game. This is described as an action drama with Christoph Waltz playing a hunter who is pursuing a human prey played by Liam Hemsworth in 10-minute episodes. Any takers? That's the thing, though. It's like, if I was going to watch a movie like that with that kind of, like... I mean, it's basically Hunger Games, isn't it? <laughs> Hunger Games in the city <laughs> without the dome um, and without being in the jungle. Um, I wouldn't be watching that, you know, on the go. That's not... Um, the, you know, I mean, because that sounds like something where you have to listen to the conversation. You have to kind of like pay attention to what's happening. You know what I mean? You know. It okay, like, that's some. Yeah. So that's yeah, a so, no for most dangerous game with Christoph Waltz and Liam Hemsworth. Okay, let's continue. No, no. What I'm saying is that I wouldn't watch it in a bite-sized chunk. I would want to watch that in one hit. You know, I would like to okay. relax and watch it as a, a, a full movie. Okay. Also available is Killing Zac Efron. 
<gasps> yeah, How do sure, we feel about start. killing Zac Efron? <laughs> sure, let's start. I don't know what that is. It's just a title. Yeah, I know. I don't know either, but it doesn't sound. It sounds like a reality show. Um, that is a reality show, but it's something know, to I'll, do with Zac Efron's fascinating daily routine, no doubt. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. It's kind of like, you know, all of these reality TV programs, I just have no interest in. Okay, also available. Uh, I'm quite excited by um, Spielberg's After Dark, which sounds like Stephen's um, entrance into the porn world. I I like (laughs) that. I think we're all waiting for Stephen's entrance into the porn world. Yeah, that is actually a forthcoming show, so we don't know anything about that yet. Um, also available, they've got Survive with Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones as a survivor of a plane crash. I'm, no. no I, that's, I, a, that's a I, hard no for that. Mainly because I'm not, I'm not a fan of her acting. I've never been a fan of her acting. Fine, she played a character in Game of Thrones. Did she, did she do a really good job of it? I think she did okay, but I don't, I don't consider her a very emotive actor. I've never considered her acting skills up there i i think amelia clark has a much better you know um you know skill at acting than she does but you know i i've i've never no okay a big name, amelia clark, big name. If you're listening should have been you in that plane crash yeah, yeah okay. possibly quite possibly yeah so i okay. mean so i i assume that the reason that it's maybe not so successful is because there's a site on an internet called YouTube, which kind of does similar things, but you know, everyone puts on that and everyone, and there's a lot more choice. It's yeah. Been, it's, it's like a bit of a shit YouTube. Well, it's supposed to be quality programming. Quality, okay. quality, yeah. well, quality, well produced <laughs> programs. But you can only I've watch got some, I've got two more bits of quality to hit you with. Chrissy's Court. This is what is described as an arbitration show. Um, you know what an arbitration show is? I didn't it's either. Judge, it's Judge Judy. Judge Judy. Judge Judy. Arbitration show is a fancy way to say a rip-off of Judge Judy. So this is Judge Judy with the slightly well-known model Chrissy Teigen in the Judge Judy role. Chrissy's Court. Chrissy Teigen. Chrissy Teigen, isn't it? Um, Teigen, apparently. That's how she said it. She did a... Oh, okay. No, that's fine. I thought you said Tiger, that's all. (laughs) But that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm I'm not interested in that kind of reality show. I'm not interested in reality shows in general, unless it's like a really... I'm not interested in reality. There's one more show. Reality. Like how to survive in a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in an avalanche or how to survive in the in the forest yeah i'd probably watch that but that's more like a documentary right right yeah there's one more show they've got a documentary which is called fierce queen i've written fierce queens on my pad i don't know if that's the title or just a random <laughs> thought i had Fierce queens that one i think i think i read about that one that one i think that's being narrated by reese witherspoon that and is right and that is the form of some controversy do you know about this I'm not familiar with the controversy. All I know is that she's, um, so um, the program is about um, females in the animal world. Right. Is, is that what, uh, that's that is, my, yeah. yeah, that's my understanding. Yeah, right. So the controversy here is Reese Witherspoon's is being paid $6 million for effectively six minute episodes of this program. Just so happens that her husband, Jim Toth, is an employee of Quibi. And right now, Quibi are actually 
laying staff off because of their disappointing launch. And they've got someone who's the spouse of a quibby executive who's making $6 million an episode. Oh, she's an executive as well. So she's married to Jim Toth, quibby. Oh. Possible conflict of interest there. They've got some other problems as well. They're being sued by a interactive video company called Echo, who claims that they stole the turnstile feature from them, which is like yeah. the USP, the turnstile feature. Apparently, that's going to be the subject of a legal case. Yeah, yeah. So they've got a I few problems mounting up. Um, the free trial period hasn't even ended. When the free trial period ends, it's going to be $4.99 a month or $7.99 a month if you want it without ads. Mm. But they're losing viewers before the free trial period's even ended. They've dropped out of the thousand most downloaded apps already. Yeah, because I, I had a friend who had it downloaded and um, he didn't end up watching anything on it, so he just deleted it. So that tells me that the content didn't appeal to him. So he downloaded it, had a look, nothing interested him, and he he deleted it um, if, if you, however many days later so yeah content is, is is an issue i mean like they, they said it would be quality but um maybe one or two programs might be quality but overall nah. you watch a lot of videos on your phone mainly youtube actually i'd have to say again mainly youtube okay i mean i don't i, I never really use my phone to watch videos but um it seems odd that I mean, to, to put all this money in it and with the great production values, the, is there no way you can see it on a bigger screen? Well, I mean, it seems thing. bizarre. That's not an option. Yeah, yeah that, that's part of the problem, I mean, when, like, problem, Jeffrey Katzenberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg said um, their content is $100,000 a minute. Why would you not let people watch that on their TV? Mm. Yes. You know, but that, there's, that, there's no Chromecast or any casting capability. It's it's they they built it to be a mobile um, yeah. only a- application. I mean that's why it wouldn't be of any interest to me because I, I just don't watch stuff on the phone. I can't imagine sitting down to watch a proper drama or something and watching it on my phone. It seems like a waste of time. Um, For six minutes at a time, <laughs> in, yeah, in, in between while you're sitting, you know, standing in queue or something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I've got another quote from Jeffrey Katzenberg. Quote, I attribute everything that has gone wrong to coronavirus. Everything. Oh, no. No. Because if if it comes down to it, if you had content that people wanted to watch, they would have downloaded the entire whatever they could. Um, Because I know they're releasing three episodes a a day or something. So essentially you could get up to 30 minutes of that program a day, right? That's yeah, right. so tedious. That's just so tedious. You know, even if you're trying to watch, it, watch a, a series or a, full t- um, a, a full-length movie in, in small bite sizes, that's just so tedious, you know. Perhaps I'll, um, perhaps I'll start a company and what I'll do is I'll have a nap and I'll take songs and I'll just post like the intro or the middle eight. (laughs) (laughs) You know, over a day you get the whole song, but... Yeah, that could work. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, but, but you know, unless you can download the whole thing in one go and watch the whole thing in one go and have that option, 
you know, being forced to space everything out, you know, over the over, over the day or a week, uh, it's, yeah, too tedious, far too tedious. Have you actually used it then, then Dominic, the actual app? I've only watched the previews, to be honest. So I have... I haven't sampled the delights of, what was it called? Survive? What was the other one called? Fierce Queens? I haven't seen any of those for myself yet. I watched a couple of um, their first episodes last night. Um, they're available on, tu- uh, on um, YouTube. So <laughs> once again, uh, um, so they had a couple of their episodes. Great business watched- plan, guys. I, I watched an episode of um, what's the Liam Hemsworth one? Um, the most dangerous game. So I watched the most first episode. Game, yeah. So I think that was like eight minutes or something like that. And yeah, okay, um, it's a quality recording. But once again, if I wanted to watch that, I would want to watch that as a full feature film in one hit. I wouldn't want to watch, you know six minutes a day here and there three times a day or something like that you know i I'd, I'd want to watch the whole thing um and then another one i watched was dummy and that's got um anna kendrick in it and right. i i didn't quite pick up what she did for a living but um so so her 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 scenario is that she befriends her boyfriend's sex doll. Wow. So her, her okay. sex her sex doll has um an animated face and so it talks to her and communicates with her. Um so I've, I only saw the first episode and I think that was 7 minutes or something like that. I could be wrong. But once again, you know, it was really odd. Mm, it, it's it's one of those it was it was short enough to make me think hmm, i wonder what happens in the next episode but then i i'm so lazy that i wouldn't be bothered with it because there's so many other things that i could watch that gives me gratification right there and then rather than having to wait x amount of time before the next part of that um the, what the next quick bite episode is released i guess the question here is is Quibi finished? I mean, it looks like it's going down the tubes really fast. But is there anything that could save it? Um, yeah, just go, go on more platforms. I think if they change what their what what their selling point is, I I don't think changing the the that switch view whatever is is their selling point. And I think they've relied very heavily on big names to try and sell it. It almost feels like it could be, you know, a celebrity video log where you could log into your celebrity, you know, your favourite celebrity of the day and they could give you like a, a you know, six-minute spew of their life or whatever they're doing for the day. You know what I mean? Mm. If they're going to sell something on... Because that's, that's the kind of thing I would consume. Sometimes you're interested in what they're doing in their day. So, you know, Will Smith, he's got YouTube videos at the moment. Um but he gives like very um, good kind of like um, life lesson type video chats and you know empowerment kind of videos, which I think you know general public would probably want access to that, you know, you know on a constant stream or a you know um, you know just a, a tidbit every day if you know what I mean. 
Um, another thing that they could improve is the fact that it's mobile only because it's like if you're watching something and it's only available on your, your mobile and you want to show someone, it's kind of like having like, you know, your friends crowd around a tiny screen is, is a yeah. bit kind of who wants to do that? <laughs> you know what I mean? So having the option of, you know, um, casting to a, to a smart TV is actually a good thing. So I don't know why they didn't want to um, allow that as an option. Weird. I, I, I think they've shot themselves in the foot by trying to control the way the consumer uses the product. I think they need to be more flexible in how people want to use it. Yeah, yeah. I agree. It's so constricting. Isn't it? And they've got shit products. If that's not too technical, but I think that just about nails it. <laughs> I mean, they obviously really believed in this product, but I, I think that um, they've just misread the audience. I think they've really misread the way people consume mobile um, entertainment. Um, because, I, I, you know, watching a short vid YouTube video is different from trying to watch a film or, you know, a series on the go. I mean, if I'm sitting on the tube, I'm sitting on the tube for like half an hour to 40 minutes. So I don't want something that's six minutes or 10 minutes. I want something that's going to hold, hold my attention. For, for 30 minutes or so you know what I mean if you don't have the option of downloading more than what they give you each day then you can catch up so quickly to a point where you lose interest very quickly anyway I've just applied for a job with them so <laughs> excellent <laughs> good luck with that let us know how you get on yeah yeah uh, as a publicity lead so I'll have to move to LA so um you know wish me luck it's alright you know you can <laughs> Can still do the Zoom meetings remotely. Yeah. <laughs> like the, I'm, the, I'm, I'm really surprised how how many big names they've got on board. Like they've got like um, Sam Raimi directing things for them. But you know there were some really big names being involved in, in producing content. I mean, I, I was gonna like do a, a list of all the big names involved, and I actually gave up because there were too many. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I think they rely on um, star power. Um, what I think they should have done is um, provided things that people knew and then introduced um, new content. People like what they like. Um, and if you provide them with something they like and they know to get them on board and then bring in your um, new content, your original content, um, I think you're more likely to succeed, but they've just gone straight ahead with all new content, which no one is interested in exploring much. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're not going to get, you know, when I signed up for Netflix or Amazon, I, I can, you can dig through and find stuff there that, you know, you've wanted to see for a long time and, you know, so many different things that, you know, because with the, I mean, if it's all new content, it's kind of a bit overwhelming. It and is, yeah. Where do I start? Where do, where do I do? Yeah. Yeah, and, and pretty much, I mean, like, it's it's Netflix with mini-movies, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And, her, and no one needs that because any kind of Netflix movie you can download and watch on the go anyway, and you can watch for as long as you're, you need to. So you can watch it for your entire lunch break or your entire tube or bus journey or whatever. But, you know, six then minutes. Then you can get home and you can cast it to your TV from exactly the same place. Exactly. And then, like, it's like six minutes. 
Yeah, I'm just so, thinking yeah. when YouTube started, they had a 10 minute limit and they increased it to mm. give their users more flexibility. Yeah. So it just it just didn't make sense because it's like it's a combination of YouTube and Netflix. It's not new apart from the whole turn the turn the screen thing. <laughs> and like, uh, bizarrely expensive original content. Yeah. 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 They waste on small pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, there we go. Driving the nails into the coffin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we are we are flogging a dead horse there here. I don't think there's anything else we're going to get out of this. But, okay, I'm going to give this one more try. Jeffrey Katzenberg said that um, a few years ago, nobody paid for music. Like, you just you wanted to hear a song, you would just do an internet search for it, you would get that song for free. These days, people pay for Spotify, they pay for Deezer, like £10 a month, because that music is curated. Yeah. What's his point, though? <laughs> his point is that um, Quibi is the curated video service well, it's it, not it, YouTube it, it somehow um, contained a lot of soundtracks and moments of your whole life and had lots of things that meant stuff to you because my Spotify account is full of all like the songs I've loved for like you know the last four years and you know I've got a great attachment to the songs it's not really about the um, whereas um, if Query is just all new content. There's nothing there to to draw um, you in, is there? Yeah, yeah. There's no relationship. Yeah, my life hasn't been full of great six-minute films that (laughs) that you have to, you know, it's it's full of music, and that's why Spotify works, and I can collect it all together. But Quibi's not that same thing because I mean that's just stupid. (laughs) (laughs) He's comparing apples and submarines. Uh, I do agree with his water water one though. It's like, why are we paying for water? Why do people pay for bottled water? It's because it's people believe that tap water is poisonous because you know the government puts chemicals in it. Normally, that would be a massive digression, but you know, if there's ever a time to debunk some commonly held misconceptions. It's right now. <laughs> well, it's just his, you know, analogy to you know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think you can compare music streaming um, applications to what they're churning out. Yeah. Because so. you, you often go there because you've already got a bond to something there, whereas, like, Quibi is, like, all new content. You have to start watching it religiously to get into it. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it's, it's retainment. They're just not having the retainment, which is the problem. And they're not getting the retainment because the content is unsuitable okay give us a glimmer of hope to go out on what do you think about the name could be quick bite oh it's cute but it doesn't even sound like quick bite it'd be like quibi yes quibi kind of like sounds like it might be a pokemon it does doesn't it maybe they should have had like a cute mascot that could have helped yeah perhaps and then design the whole series around this Quibi character. See, yeah, now this is falling into place. Yeah, the yeah. adventures of Quibi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then mm. he leads you into a world of different six-minute-long... <laughs> yeah. Journeys. Yeah. Bite-sized journeys. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, wow. If only they'd employed us to do their, like, branding. They released it in the US on the 6th of April, and that was like a free trial thingy. And then they charge you five 
dollars um, for um, streaming with ads, and eight dollars that is oh, ad, for ad ad free. Now that's another problem I see is because if you've got a six minute video that you want to watch, the last thing you want on it is a thirty second ad every however many minutes. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. You know, six minutes. I mean, like, don't put an ad in there. Don't. Just don't. And then they released it in the UK um, on April 13. UK and Germany released on April 13. And that's supposed to be, um, I think they were looking at, was it £4 and £6? £6 for the ad free. And once again, why would I want to pay that? I can get YouTube for free. Well, I think it's about time to land the Quibi plane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if we see them adopting a cute character and or a show called The Adventures of Quibi, we'll know where they nicked the idea from. Adventures and of Quibi. we're not going to see any money for that because they've got yeah. a very good legal team. <laughs> Do, do, does Quibi in what 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 colour does Quibi incite? Because it, it sounds like it should be something pink. Oh, I'm got, yeah, I, we must have a psychic connection here because I was going to say pink. Because it, 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 Quibi feels and sounds like a very feminine name. You know, I I, I imagine a pink Pokemon. That's what I <laughs> I imagine. Okay. Sorry, just that little tidbit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Go ahead. Land the plane. Sorry, Dom. Plane. I'll, I'll, oh. I'll be quiet now. I, want to go That's right. I think we had to take it there. We had to let that one play out. Yeah. So look out for their debuting, their pink Pokemon mascot, Quibi. <laughs> it's a Quibi. Just need to put a graphic on top of that and we're away. It didn't even cost $100,000. Oh, gee. You might need to like turn your monitor the other way from the sideways version. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Right. That was questionable, Quibby. We are Geek Sweat. I have been King Dom. I have been ably assisted by Jamie. Hey, thanks for joining us, guys. And thanks for having me, Dom. Oh, you are welcome, as always. And I've also been ably assisted by Stephen. Yeah, see ya. Have fun. And um, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Oh, I... <laughs> Eli Barr, we can do a lot. <laughs> well, until next time, we'll be back with more news, views and interviews. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye.